Blog Talk Radio. Hello, guys and dolls. Thank you all so much for tuning into Yvonne Latrell's podcast. I am the host, Yvonne Latrell. With me right now is my co-host, Fax. Um, thank you, guys and dolls, for tuning in to Thoughtful Tuesdays with us. Um, hi, Fax. What's up, Yvonne? How you doing? I'm good. How are you, babe? You already know John Wick is doing well. John Wick's in the house. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get away from that one. Oh, I'm asking you to say things are curses, you know. Everything I've said is now written in stone. If it's on the Internet, you can't get rid of it. So. Right, right. And now SC yeah. just decided to join us. No, 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 no. My phone froze. And, uh, it's acting up. Wait, yeah, it's breaking it up? up a little bit. I don't know. Am I? Can you hear me still? How about now? Hello? Is it your earpiece? <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you, but you are breaking up. Yeah, I think it's my phone. How about now? Yeah. That sound better? Mm-hmm. I guess. Very quickly. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, uh, yeah, it's still breaking up a little bit. Say something, Missy. How about now? Yeah, it's still, it's still um, a little bit choppy. How about now? You may need to reboot your... <laughs> your uh... Yeah. Uh, Verizon commercial. Can you hear me? about now? Good. Huh? <laughs> yeah, like the old Verizon commercial? Uh, How about now? Can you yeah. hear me now? Oh, Good. Oh, I know. I was just about to say, can you uh, hear me now? <laughs> can y'all hear me now? How about that? Still choppy? Still. It's, yeah, yes, still choppy. It is. All right. I'll be back in like two minutes, guys. Okay. Okay, bye. All right. Uh, hey, while, while, we're waiting, while we're waiting on uh, the life vest or life jacket to come back, he uh, – uh, so you said you called it his earpiece, right? Mm-hmm. I got a quick story about that. I used to work at this restaurant when, like, right after high school, and I worked with this dude. Mm-hmm. He was from Venezuela. There was a couple of them, and uh, and you know they had kind of a thick accent. So naturally, we were just talking about girls, and he was like, "Yeah, one time I used to date this girl, but she was a stripper, <laughs> and she had she, we we didn't do too much because she had the earpiece." Like she had an earpiece. Why would an earpiece stop you from dating this this chick? She's like, no, no, no. She had an earpiece. An earpiece. What do you keep saying earpiece for, man? Like I don't I don't understand what's that for. No, no earpiece, earpiece, earpiece. She had earpiece. He was telling me she she had herpes. So every oh time my. I hear the term earpiece now, that's that's when I, I go, mentally go back to that story. She had the earpiece, man. Oh my gosh! No. Oh my gosh! That's, facts. That's, That's crazy. Story. Right. Yep. Right. That's crazy. It is pretty wild. <laughs> but I guess we gotta wait for SC to get uh, into the the current events here. What were we gonna say? Um. Well. Um. How was your day today? wasn't too bad. Um. I took a day off and got a bunch of stuff done, and I've just been working on all kinds of things around here, and um, you know, nothing, nothing too wild. Just sometimes it's nice to have like that mental, mental break from from the day to day. Yeah. Just to either like I did laundry today. It was an uneventful, but productive type of day. I think that we all need from time to time. You know. Yes, definitely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About you? Did you do anything crazy? Hmm? What about you? Did you do anything crazy? Um, okay, well, today uh, is uh, my mother's birthday, so it was kind of like a busy day. I'm going here, going there. I uh, went to Publix. I got a birthday cake. I got um, an ice cream cake and a um, birthday cake. I got balloons and um, 
I see my sisters, my brothers, and so it was just like a real busy day today. And um, last night I went out, I went to Hooters, and um, for some reason yesterday my back kept hurting, and so I had took two Tylenol, then I took another two Tylenol, then before I went to Hooters, I took three, and then after that, I had the Patron Margarita, which I shouldn't have, um, I don't know, but I just had a taste, <laughs> I had a taste for um, uh, just some alcohol, and I was not planning on it, because I had been drinking a lot of um lemon water because I'm Mm -hmm. trying to lose uh, 10 more pounds. So I'm like, you know, I've been really doing good with the water with lemon, but I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I just need a drink. And then um, I had spoke to SC earlier and I'm like, I can use another drink, but maybe I'll go get a a drink tomorrow. But, but yeah, that's it. And I, I see SC is on. um, Hello. SC, can you hear us? Yes. Yes. Can you hear me? There yes. it is. Uh-huh. You sound better. Mm-hmm. Uh, better? Okay. Yep. Yes. It did sound like mm-hmm. I came in much clearer. All right. There okay. we go. <clears throat> You'll reboot the system. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> I, these iPhones, uh, they talk about they, the best. Know, they good for some things, but not, not everything, you know? Um, no phone is better than cost. an iPhone. The Androids uh, are way better. No, you think so? Yeah. I no, know so. Wait, oh. facts. You, wait, you know facts. what? You like that? Uh huh. Go ahead. No, nah, I'm gonna tell you this. I think mm-hmm. he's right. I I think I that the like Androids have more things to do than the iPhone. The iPhones are a little boring. You understand what I'm saying? But they're good for like doing work. And, you know, things like that. But as far as, like, you know, it's, I think it's just more things to do on Android, you know. Yeah, everything about the Android is better as far as, like, the, you know, the processing and the, the cameras a million times better. There's all kinds of stuff that are better for it. It's just the iPhone's better for, like, uh, you know, between iPhone users. If you want to FaceTime and you want to do all that other stuff, the things you can do with other iPhone users – it's better. Android doesn't yeah. really have that as much. And um, but yeah, as far as like just a phone in general, the Android is is definitely better than the iPhone, in my opinion. Yeah. Hit us up, Samsung. Yeah. But um. And uh. <laughs> they're gonna give you um an endorsement now. <laughs> they're better. Five percent off my bill like, or hey, something. You talked about them. <laughs> Yeah, okay. That ain't yeah. never happened. <laughs> okay, how good of a yeah. customer you are. They treat you like you brand new. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Both both of my phones are um Apple and then I have um the the two Apple um laptops. I got uh two um uh of the iPad. I got an iPad and a mini um iPad. I got four Apple watches. Oh I'm just so into Apple. <laughs> What are you, uh-huh. rich? Where you live at again? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying I'm I'm like really into Apple. I I can't believe you said, but um, facts. You you got a a, a iPhone. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Me, and I then got also, too, yeah, <laughs> she's looking into us. No, nah, but uh, yeah, I mean that's true. I do have one, but that's so I can communicate. And it's kind of how people say, "Oh, I've got a Facebook just so I can keep up with my family," or whatever. Mm-hmm. But see, mm-hmm. like, the thing is, you just mentioned that you have like seventeen Apple products to do the work <laughs> that like one or two Samsungs could do, one, one or two Androids. Why do you need seventeen things to do all that? You know, if they're that efficient, wouldn't just one or two do the job? Um, well, but, okay, so the thing is, um, you know how just, like, some people have, like, just certain things that they're into, like, you know, some people, you know, like, ha- like collect, like, those, like, little cars, like, the car collections, you know, just, like, people mm-hmm. just have certain things. I'm just, like, um, into uh, devices, but I just like oh, Apple awesome. more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Yeah, I guess... I don't know. It, uh, 
they'll come up with some some other new something. I know um talking about new something. Um this guy was talking about coming out the guy um what's his name? He's talking about a new phone. The Tesla phone. Elon Tesla Musk cell phones. Yes. He's talking about doing a Tesla cell phone that's gonna put iPhones out of business. You know? Wow. So we'll see how that turns out. You know. Yeah. So they'll be competing with each other, Apple and and him. You know, the battle of the billionaire. <laughs> yeah, I would say right. that, that that's a little far-fetched to say that you're going to put Apple out of business, but, I mean, he did also pretty much put NASA out of business to some degree. Yeah. You know, with the, uh, they no the, longer do yeah. the space shuttle flights. He does. You know. mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, they, 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 you know, it's a lot of things going on behind the scenes, you know. People don't understand, you know, but... Talking about behind the scenes, <laughs> uh, what do you what do y'all take on the the teacher with the cell phone? That seems like that's the biggest topic that everybody's talking about. If you look down your timeline, that's what everybody you know everybody's giving their opinion about. Uh, oh, the teacher was wrong. The kid was wrong. You know. We we all you know everybody that's on the phone was was brought up on that step up you get beat down you understand what I'm saying and this generation of kids they have no respect for anybody they you really know? don't they're out and, of control yeah and there's more to that story there's more to that story than that teacher just taking that girl's cell phone you know so maybe we'll get down to it one day maybe we'll you know figure out what really went down, you know, because the girl kept saying that, oh, you don't take nobody else's uh, phone or whatever, but come to find out, when you read the story, the teacher was a substitute. So she wouldn't take anybody else's phone, you know? So I think it, it seemed a little personal, you know? And that could, that's just my, my Wait, 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 you, know, wait. You, you said she was a substitute? Yeah, yeah, that teacher was a substitute teacher. And oh, what also okay. made me think, you know, but then it could have been this horny little kid because, you know, her cheeks came out. You know, everybody was looking at the cheeks. and uh, But none of the kids <laughs> jumped up to, to help either the little girl or the teacher. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. you know, most of the videos you see, you'll see some of the kids, they'll be yelling or whatever, like, well, you know, but the other kids are like, get a teacher, get a teacher, you know. And, it, you know, I right. think it was... I think it's a little more than that. And then that little girl, you know, the, the first thing you taught, don't go behind the teacher's desk. You understand what I'm saying? And that girl went behind the teacher's desk, then she got up in that teacher's face, you know. And a yeah. lot of people that I'm shocked of seeing, oh, if that was my child, me and the teacher would have a problem, this, that, a third. A lot of them are, and our, rate, our age group, but our parents taught us, you know, you respect your elders, you know. Right, so at what right. point in time did they fail their kids to tell them, listen, you respect your elders. That's been going on for years. You can't have a cell phone in, in class. And that's before you could do all the things that you could do on a cell phone. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So now the things that you can do on a cell phone, it's like much better than what you could do before. And there was no cell phones in the class. So you can imagine now. I, my personal opinion is that little girl was probably taking pictures of the teacher, the teacher probably bent over science. He's seen that the teacher had no drawers on or whatever, and the, the teacher took the but phone. I, I think she did. Saying? I think she had on some. You, um, you, you saying that she didn't? They were blue. No, well, I'm gonna tell you like this. That <laughs> you seen so it? You seen it? Yeah, an unhealthy yeah, amount of times I watched it. That ass was out of this world. Speaking of the behind the scene, the behind on the scene or whatever you said. Yeah, that thing was ridiculous. Yeah, it, was, it was definitely, yeah, you know. So, I'd be like, don't get a teacher. So, Let him keep said, fighting. so both of y'all said that she didn't have on um, any underwear? I, I no, don't she know. did. It looked, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. It it been been like, that's what I was starting to say. It looked like she had on um, like some thongs or something. There's like a blue yeah. thong or something. You catch a glimpse of it. It's just her ass was so big it swallowed it. Uh, right. Know, in, in a very good way, you know. In a very, right, right, in right. the perfect kind of way. 
it's like, yo, where was teachers like that when we were growing up? Right, facts? Like, now I can do Yeah, that has to have changed so. my opinion. It's changed my opinion on a lot of things, a lot of stances I've taken in my life. Um, you know, oh my God. <laughs> thing was perfect. She's in the wrong, she's in the wrong business. <laughs> oh my god it's delicious dude I never wished I was a blue thong yeah. so bad in my life you know <laughs> or a student right. in that classroom with your own phone video <laughs> so would have had to like waddle out of class like straight legged you know now tuck it up yeah. on my belt dumb days yeah Remember them days? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so, we got a, um, we got a, uh, a special guest tonight. You know, I want to, I want to talk about him real quick for a minute. Okay. You know. Okay. And, um, he has a bunch of big projects and things coming on, you know. And uh, I'm I'm happy for him. He helped me out a lot. You know, he helped me put he put me in certain positions to get certain gigs on my own. You know, he taught me some things. And uh, hopefully tonight's interview will help a couple of people that's listening that wants to get into the filming industry. He'll definitely show you yeah. how to. Um, I know he has an um, academy of class that he'll probably talk about later on because I know he has a class tonight, but he's definitely going to be on the show. Right. Know. But um, I, I hope everybody is tuned in, got the pen and piece of paper, take notes. Trust me, he is a, a source of a lot of information when it comes to the film world, you know. Um, but enough of that. We're going we're gonna to definitely interview him tonight. So we can okay. uh, finish with the news, but I just wanted to do that, you know, to make sure, just in case, you know, how sometimes you get onto a podcast, you listen for a little bit, like, yo, I'm going to just listen to the interview, or I'm going to just see what they're talking about. So I just want to make sure that if somebody is listening, they hear that, oh, yeah, we got an interview with, you know, Coach John, uh, John yeah. Alexander. Yeah, John Alexander, you know. yeah, Alexander, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was my coach. I graduated his academy class. You know, um, I did a grueling week worth of class that usually takes, um, I think he does it in like two months or something like that. I can't remember. I, I could probably get him to explain it. But um, me and okay. two other ladies, we took a boot camp that he did. And I was like, you know what, that's challenging. Let me challenge myself. You know, I always like to put a challenge in front of me and see if I can do it, you know. Right, right, but, right. Um, we'll definitely interview him tonight. And it's going to be very you know, enlightening, you know. But um, what about the little boy that knocked on the door and got shot? They're saying now that the old man didn't even say anything. They said he just yeah. seen him on the, um, you know, the camera and just shot through the, the door, you know. And... Mm -hmm. It's easy for us to jump to conclusions or whatever. I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not picking a side. I wasn't there. It's his side, the old man's side, and it's the truth. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm speaking on the side of somebody just hearing what's going on, you know. You never know what type of trauma a person is going through. You understand what I'm saying? I've dealt with PTSD, so... Certain things used to trigger me. Certain things used to mess with me. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not saying this to the point of I would just shoot through a door or whatever, but it's easy to Sunday morning quarterback somebody in a situation like that. I'm not saying he's right. I'm but, not saying he's but wrong. I wasn't there. That, yeah, but something like that just don't happen all the time, and no matter um, what you may be going through, I mean, no, no, uh-uh. You you don't just go to your door and and shoot. And if you are afraid for whatever reason, call the police. Yeah, and I get it. I get it all day. You know, I get it all day, it, okay. every day. I just this, this I just my, like this putting is my in, thing. in people's mind. Uh huh. Yeah, but this is my thing. If okay, if he was at a window, if he was at at a side window or um, a back window, then 
yes, okay, like, why are you at my window? But you're at the front door. And the thing is, he was picking up his siblings who were actually um, not too far from where he got shot at. He was just at the wrong house. So, Mm -hmm. like, you know, that's enough right there. So, no, no way, no. It, it was a it was a very evil act, um, mm. and you know it it was just it was evil. Yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm not I know Yvonne. I'm not I'm not I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying you know I'm using that because that was the most tragic thing that took place for me to use yeah. it as a as a point of you understand what I'm saying of people saying oh you know this is this this is that sometimes you got to sit back. And, and and think outside the box. I'm not I'm not saying you know, and maybe this might be, not be the right time to use it, but this is the right time for me only because this is the most tragic thing that's recent that I can tell people like, hey, listen. Sometimes you gotta like sometimes when people say crazy stuff or people get mad at me or they say something, you could be that person's last story. You don't know what happened before your encounter with that person. You understand what I'm saying? So that's the point that I'm trying to drive at. I'm not saying that he was right or wrong, but I'm just using that as a – and maybe I shouldn't have used that one. I should have used well, something else. Well, basically, he was – I mean, basically, he was wrong because now he's even saying that, um, you know, the the little boy never said anything, so there was no, uh, no yeah, words exchanged. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, he, he just shooting, guy, like, you know. Mm-hmm. He was almost yeah. 90 years old, though. I mean, it's I don't. Yeah. I mean, if you look at a picture of the guy, it looks like the crypt keeper. You know, like uh, yeah. right, right. It's not like the guy was in sound mind here. I mean, you can't really. And I'm not justifying anything on anyone's end, but but people tend to take these, and it happens a lot with with any kind of racial issue. You can push anything any direction any way you want to, and that's the easiest thing to get. Like that's the trendy thing to think about. But if you cut all that mm-hmm. shit out of the way. And you just think, oh, this is an almost 90-year-old man who was probably scared for his life for, for who knows whatever reason. It could have just been a hateful thing, or he could have just been yeah. an almost 90-year-old senile person, you know? And yeah. so, I mean, but look at a picture of this guy, dude. He looks like, you know, he's on his last, I mean, uh, his last legs here. I mean, he... <laughs> And, oh my God! And you know what's crazy? I was doing this because I always be saying it, but yeah. I, and and the thing is, and I'm going to share something <laughs> a little personal. When I got into my accident in 2019, um, all I remember was how dark it was when I went under the truck. And for about a month, I was afraid of the dark. The nurses in them couldn't turn off the lights because I was afraid for um. Actually, when I came out of ICU and they actually put me into a room and I, I was real coherent because before that, you know, I was drugged up. Facts, you remember, I was drugged up. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I remember. I was in so much yep. pain. But when I was able and I was conscious and I knew what was going on around me, I was afraid of the dark. A grown man, afraid of the dark. And I couldn't, and you can't explain it to somebody. How could you be afraid of the dark? And it'd be like, because that was the last thing I remember before I went out of the picture. I was under the truck, and it was dark. That's all I remember. And I felt alone, except for the guy that was talking to me. When he was talking to me inside the truck, he was like, yo, you know, he said, what's going on? You know, and he called 911, you know. So that's what I mean by, you know, you never know what a person is going through. You never know what could trigger a person. You never know. And And thank God that I'm over it. I could sleep in the dark and everything now. I got a little over it or whatever, you know, but PTSD is real. You understand what I'm saying? It's real. And I'm not saying that's what he's suffering from. I'm just using that as a point of a story. That's it, you know, because matter of fact, and it's ironic that that happened because I want to say a week ago, did you hear the story about the girl that her, her best friend dropped her son off supposedly at the kid's father's house, and he took, she took him to the wrong house and left the little boy. And left the little boy. And then the police, the, the neighbors, luckily the neighbors were there. The little boy was about five years old. The neighbors were there. They came to the door. They got the little boy. They called the 911. 
when the cops got there, they found out the boy's father was in the house next door, you know? And look how ugly that could have got. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, and and I just found that that was crazy that that happened a week after this situation, you know? And it just lets people know, like, that, sto- that story of that little five-year-old could have been worse. You understand what I'm saying? So you never know, like, what's going on in people's heads and what's what's going on in life with them, you know. So, but um, there was something else I wanted to talk about, and, I, and it escapes my mind. Facts, you got anything? Oh, did we talk <laughs> no, about No, I'm just the, looking um, at the picture of this dude. <clears throat> did, <laughs> did, you, did, you, did we talk about the, the – uh, the, we did talk about the cows last week, right? Yeah. With the farm. The cows, how they're like... Okay. Yeah. The cows? The, the oh, 18,000 yeah, yeah. cows that got killed. Did they find anything else yeah. out about it? Since you on that end, do you know? Or is it still a mystery on what went down? Still an unsolved mystery. You know, um, mm. I, I actually haven't looked into it. Uh, but, but I mean, if you want to look at it on a positive note, um, don't cows like fart and they like the methane goes up into the atmosphere and like like has a has a bad thing with global warming. If anything, I mean, we saved part of the part of the world, part of the atmosphere by doing that. So maybe it was a good thing. But the shooter, I'm looking at him, dude. I've you know I've left like avocados sitting on the counter for too long, or like you know. Um, like, you ever, like, cut a potato in half and, like, just left it there? I, I don't know. I'm yeah. trying to think of, like, what this dude, I don't know, like an he, old he really looks scary. scone or something. Yeah, he does. He does. He, he does. he does. He looks like something ain't right, you know. <laughs> but, okay, but I, but I wanted to say something. Um, last Saturday when I was asking y'all, and this is just for – the listeners who probably was wondering, hey, um, is there a shortage? And then, you know, the next day, all of y'all hit me and said, hey, no, we don't have a uh, a gas uh, shortage. A gas we, shortage, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it was because of the, the flood here. But, I mean, y'all know now, but I'm just saying for anybody yeah. who may have heard um, <laughs> the show and was like, what is she talking about? Yeah, it was because of that. And so you, you can get <laughs> <laughs> the dude you lost the strength to keep his left eye open. You think he's gonna fight off a would be attacker? You know, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't even think about gas. This, this guy's like looking at me through my screen. But uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no 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 I'll no no no! I'm I'm done. No, I'm done. I just had wanted to say that uh, part. Was there a lot of damage though with the rain? Mm, I guess like in some places, but mm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It said like y'all like Tampa or something got like forty percent of its year of its yearly rainfall in like one weekend or something. It, was good. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't know about Tampa, but I know it was some places um, in Fort Lauderdale that was um, terrible. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, 40% of the – and it rains a lot in Florida, doesn't it? Mm, um, well, I don't know because I like the rain, so I'm going to say not enough. <laughs> I'm mm. weird like that. <laughs> that's not weird. I love it too. <clears throat> oh, wow. Yeah, that's cool at night. Yay. <laughs> What's up? This <laughs> All right, guys. The moment we've all been waiting for. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, did y'all have anything else to say before we bring in mm-hmm. our guest? Nope. Facts? Drum roll. Nope. I'm, I should probably stop talking. <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> okay. Hey, okay, coach. I just left. Oh, okay. All right, coach. 
I am here. Live. Coach, coach, coach. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, sir. We can hear you, sir. How I you am doing? Live. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. I am going to be live. I love packing up on other people's podcasts. Let's go. <laughs> this is definitely the one to act up All on. Right. <laughs> yes. All right, Coach. You ready? Here I'm, I'm we ready. go. All right. So, Coach, let us know where you're from, man. I am currently residing right now. What's up, everybody? Coach John Combination live from Virginia Beach, Virginia. I am Virginia Beach, Virginia here. Okay, that right now. Um, about to shoot these movies in Greece, Morocco. That's hey, breaking coach, up. Coach, coach, you're breaking up. Yes, sir. Hold on. Let me get somewhere. You still in the state? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, say it again. It's breaking up. All right. No, I, uh, hold on. Let me get my Bluetooth off here. Okay, okay. Can y'all hear me now? I you're still in the states. you still in the states, Coach? Could you break it Can y'all hear me? Yeah, but you're coming up choppy. Hold on. Hold on. Let me call back and hang up and then do it again. Okay. Okay. All right, all right. Okay, that's fine. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he got a a huge So everybody's just choppy today. (laughs) Say your piece. It's the, yeah, I think it's the iPhone. (laughs) Because I know he got one. I know for sure he got an iPhone. This ain't got nothing to do with no iPhone. Because I know for a fact he got it. Okay, hold on. I know he got one. Okay, hold on. I'm letting him in. Hold on. All right. I'm unmuted. Um, Can y'all hear me now? Okay, okay. Yeah, say it again. Coach John. Coach. There we go. There we go. All right, Coach. Okay. All right. So tell us where you're from, man. I am from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Born and raised. Spent some years in Los Angeles, but I'm born and raised in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Okay, okay. So uh, what made you get in the screenwriter? Oh, what made you get in the screenwriter? Um... You know what? It was funny that um, when I went to Norfolk State University, I didn't graduate. I went. Okay, didn't graduate. I went <laughs> to Norfolk State University. Um, uh, well, for football scholarship. But when I got there, I was so fascinated about, you know, writing stories. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I remember my professor used to love my essays because we used to write essays a lot. And a professor told me, I love your stories. Because I remember back in the day, it was back in like 97, 98. And the professor said, I love your stories about these chicken heads. And it was kind of hmm. funny that I had a girl with me on my at the time with me. And the professor didn't know, Lord, please, Lord, please, he bless his heart. He said, I love your story about these chicken heads. Is, is this one of the chicken heads you're talking about? And, <laughs> and the girl <laughs> And the girl looked at me, uh, and then our reaction, our reaction, I said, no, not this one. And my fascinating uh, about writing became, and then, because mm. I was always, I was doing movies and stuff before then, but me becoming a screenwriter. Back in mm. the day, I picked up two screenplays. You had to buy them. It was Boys in the Hood and the TV mm-hmm. show Dallas, because I wanted to know how to write a feature film and a TV uh-huh. show. And that's how I got started. Okay. 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 So and I um, went to LA. With. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Okay. But yeah. Um. So with that being said, have you done any ghostwriting? And if you have, what made you get into that? Where you could just put well, your ghost- name on it. And, you know. Yeah, ghostwriting is a whole nother beast in itself. When we was in LA. And we was on the writer's strike because we did the writer's strike at the time. I went on Craigslist, and I saw a guy had screenwriter for hire. So I called mm-hmm. him, and I answered how much he charged. He said, at this time, it was back in 2007, 20 grand. 
15,000 down, mm. 5,000 after it's done. So me, I'm like, you know what? I could become the Frank Lucas of ghostwriting screenplays. So that's how mm. I got started. Now, let me tell you, you know, I've, 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 I've made a lot of mistakes ghostwriting, and I learn. I tell people that all the time. Make sure you know what you're doing. Make sure you have the right people to do stuff. You know, you learn from your mistakes. But I started ghostwriting, and I'm going to tell you this much. Ghostwriting propelled me to say, okay, I can get paid writing scripts for others and still get credit as the screenwriter almost and um, and still get paid. You still get paid as a screenwriter. It all depends on the contract, but now I know that you can get paid as a screenwriter. I've learned it from another ghostwriter mm-hmm. in the business. But made a lot of money, made a lot of connections just off of ghostwriting for other people. Because no. I'm going to tell you this much, and I'm going to be real, if it wasn't for ghostwriting, you know, I sold three scripts before, I probably been burned out. Ghostwriting mm. saved me for screenwriting. And I tell all my students that all the time, you know, learn how yeah. to get paid to write for others. I don't teach you. We're going to get into that. I don't teach you just learning how to write your own screenplays. I teach you learning how to write your own. I mean, writing for others as well. So, yeah, that's how I got into it, and yeah. I've made a lot of connections from that year on out. So, yes, thank okay. you for that question. Thank you. Thank so, you. So, with that being said, that is that any way, shape, form, or what made you make your next step and start your own academy class? Man, it's been a blessing because I had one client that asked me, Coach, they want to take a look at my screenplay. I wrote a screenplay for a client, and they they submitted Mm -hmm. it. They loved it, but they want to pay her to write another screenplay. I think it was like $50,000 or something to write a screenplay. So she called me and asked me, Coach. Well, I was a coach then. I was Mr. John. That's right. Miss Alexander, I wasn't coached then. I wasn't coached. She told me, yeah. hey, um, are you? can you teach me how to write a screenplay? I said, I can do it. And it just, it didn't like start in like, okay, I'm going to learn how to write a screenplay. I'm going to teach you how to write a screenplay. It started with two people, and then it just gradually just kept on going. And then one day I was, and I always say this, if you got writer's block me, and people say, what do you do for writer's block? I go in the bathroom and I sit on the, sit on the toilet. Sit on the toilet and bring all your equipment in the bathroom. Just a side note. Side note for all people that listen to this podcast. It's a side note. Writer's block. If, I, if you got writer's block, I take all my stuff into the bathroom, and those four walls be great for me. And sometimes when I take a shower, I have my, my trailer stuff. But that's a side note. For anybody that needs writer's block, they need help with writer's block, I'm in the bathroom. Okay. So yeah. one day I was in the bathroom and I came up with said, let me name the academy. So ever since then, since late 2019, 20, the academy got over about 60 graduates and everybody, most of the people is doing great, basically by my teaching, which this is the most thing I'm proud of is the academy. So I yeah. am proud of it. And I started it off of whim and it's just off of just teaching people how to do it. And then there's, you know, I got a full-blown academy. Okay, okay. What is the outline of your courses? Well, you'll learn the screenwriting. Well, you'll learn the art of screenwriting from A to Z. You'll learn how to start off with a log line of synopsis. Also, learn how to format, learn how to write other genres. You need that, the pitch deck, which people don't even know what the hell the pitch deck is nowadays. Learn how to do the query letter, the one-sheet summary. Learn how to register your screenplay. Learn how to submit your screenplay to producers, directors, actors, and agents. I mean, actors, you know that. Um, and learning how to get paid to write for others. And I also do a screenwriting resume, not just a regular resume, but a screenwriting resume that can get you to where you need to be. So that's what the course is, not just to teach you how to write your own screenplays, but also teach you everything that is in screenwriting. So when someone asks you, 
Can you do me a pitch deck? Of course I can. Can you write me a one-page summary? Yes, I can. Can you write a comedy? Yeah, I got you. No problem. That's what I do. I teach the all-around um, course of how to become a screenwriter. You not just hire, I just don't teach you just how to write a screenplay. I teach you how to build a screenwriting career. Yeah, yeah. And I could contest to that, that he is definitely truthful about that because you talk to some of these other uh, academies or so-called coaches or whatever, and they don't teach you half of the stuff that he teaches you. And this leads into my next question for you, Coach. What do you provide after graduation? You'll be part of the family. Most classes, mm-hmm. most academies, hey, thank you for your payment. Thank you for your time. Here's your graduation. Here, boom, get out of my face. You're part of the family. Once you register, you're part of the family. Like I tell people this, once you register, no matter how long it takes, you will graduate. You can always be part of the family. That means that I will continue to support, you know, continue to help, continue to support, continue to look at scripts. I got people that's doing excellent well, and I'm still looking at their screenplays. That's what you get. You get that lifetime um, contact with me for the rest of your entire life. As long as the academy's around, I'm gonna, as long as I'm be around, you're gonna be able to get that support from me. I'm just a call or text away. And I can, I can. <laughs> that has been many times I reached out to him. He definitely was there. And I'm gonna tell you this: you you know, some people be like, oh. That price, you know, oh, it's this, it's that. The week after I graduated his academy, I landed a gig that paid me the whole amount that I paid for that course. I got See? other gigs that I sent him the emails for the stuff that he taught me, and they was like, yo, I like this. Most writers are not doing this, you know. So I'm definitely, you know, he's definitely telling the truth on that one. You know. Okay, so yeah, I got another question people, for you. You could Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, most people most people always nowadays like they gatekeeping. They want to gatekeep. I don't mm-hmm. gatekeep. If I learn something new, I'm gonna spill it. So most people like yeah. to gatekeep because they think that okay, if you if I give you this information, you're gonna ride with it and end up making more money or doing this and do this. If I give you and I teach you that that's why some academies, some programs don't teach as far as passive screenplays, because I've had a professor that's been in the business for 30 years, joined the class, and said, man, my classes are not updated. I'm like old school because you teach the stuff that pitch that He didn't know how to do a damn pitch deck, and he's a professor. So, and then some people just keep their stuff, and then I have people that spend thousands of dollars on screenplay classes, do not know how to write a screenplay because they don't teach in the software. They give you PowerPoints, this and this and that, but don't teach you how to do it. Don't give you homework. Yeah. Okay. So my next question is, what's the difference between a book and a screenplay? Great question. Great question that you asked. I love your questions. These are awesome questions that you're answering me. Give it up for my man here. He's answering. He's giving me some great questions, man. I'm I'm proud of you, man. You give me some great questions. Thank you so much. I love this show. I love it. I love this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. For Thank, you. Thank you. I love the podcast. I love. I love it. I, I love the great code support the podcast. <laughs> great show. Great show. Now, the difference between a book and a screenplay: a book tells you the story, a screenplay shows you the story. Meaning that if it if you cannot see it or feel it, it does not belong in the screenplay. Screenplay is visual. Yeah. That's the difference. Right. If I want to, re- if right. I want to read, I'll read the book. That's the difference. A book tells a story. A screenplay shows a story. Everything's visual. Everything is visual in a screenplay. So that's yeah. the difference, man. That's a great question. What else you have? <laughs> I'm laughing. What else well, you have? Hey, Hey, ASC, before you yeah. jump into that, can I jump in real quick and, and touch on that? Sure. Yeah, and just sure. just to also kind of go off of what SC was saying about, and, and you, Coach John, about the it, it being visual. I was talking to SC recently. I mean, I'm talking about just a few weeks ago, and I was like, yo, I'm really interested in, like, maybe one day being an actor, and or it's always been interested to me. And, and he was talking about 
Uh, he does some script writing and he took your course and all this other stuff. And I was like, I've, I've never even seen a script. Uh, so he sent me just, he wrote something in like, I don't know, 30 minutes and he texted mm-hmm. to me and the amount of detail I'm talking about, it was just like a paragraph or less, uh, yeah. the amount of detail that was put into it and what I could visualize. That's the whole thing. And I even told him, I was like, dude, I could, I could see exactly what you were saying. That's, it was completely mm-hmm. different from a book. And even like it showed you, like I could just, it, it was exactly spot on visual uh, it was, I've never read anything like that before and in such a short amount of time. So it's, it's a powerful tool. So I could only imagine what, you know, a full thing uh, looked like. I just want to throw that out there. So to touch on that. So I yeah. know that's, that's the real deal. Right, I appreciate right, that. Right. And that's the yeah. power of screenwriting. That's the power of screenwriting, yeah. learning the art. Like I always say now, I, I made yeah. a post. Screenwriting is not for the weak at heart. We move yeah. differently, get paid differently. So it's different. I have people in class that get so excited and always the excitement runs off like deodorant until they start doing that homework and realize, man, I got to do some work. I got to do homework. Oh, screenwriting. Oh, and then they'll, they'll fall off and then they'll probably come back a year or two later and then saying, okay, I'm ready to come back. I'm ready to learn now. It's great. The benefits is awesome, but you got to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely do. And I'm going to tell you, He's when, when, you know, and if I wouldn't have took his course, I know how different it would have been when I sent back what I thought a screenplay was because I would have wrote it like I was writing a book. And I remember after I took your course, I went back to some stuff that I thought was a screenplay, and I realized I was telling the story and I wasn't showing the story. So I had to go right. back and address some things. You know, and I said to the coach afterwards, I said to the beginning of what it looked like, and then I said to what the end was, he said, you got it. He said, now you understand what's the difference. And trust me, when you read it, it's a difference. You know, everybody's like, what's the difference? Trust me. It, I could tell you, but it's better when you see it, you know. So my next question is, how do you motivate writers when they're not having a great day, week, or month? They just say, yo, man, coach, that's just not in me. You know, so how do you motivate them? That's an awesome question, man. This guy right here can answer. <laughs> he can put some questions in. This guy, this guy, he's awesome. I'm glad he's on y'all show. This guy can this guy can pull some questions out. You know what? Um, I did it today. I basically just, I do random checkups on my students, or my graduates, and just say, hey, listen, the people that I think I know that need motivation, and I say, listen, just check, let you, let you know I'm thinking of you, I'm proud of you, continue on. Like I did, like I will do sometimes, I will go ahead and put in the actual screenplay for um, the, the screenplay setting. I could see them on Celtics, whatever, and I will write a note at the end of their screenplay and say, continue on, congratulations, I'm proud of you, keep going. And that will motivate because I had one student today that I did it, and she was, like, going through some things, but by me telling her that I'm proud of you, keep it up, let me get the next 30 pages, the 15 pages, and I can see the video because she's doing it online. Her, for now, on her back, I'm going to be doing it online. Um, and uh, she said, man, I love it. I love it, Coach. You motivated me. Thank you so much. I just motivate them. They can call me and say, Coach, I need some motivation. I'm not just a screenwriting coach. I'm a motivator as well. I, I try to pick them up because, you know, I'm a former football coach and I can motivate them yeah. and I did sales, so I had to do that. But, you know, I love to motivate people and keep them going because if you motivate them and keep them going, they still inspire. So I just tell them, hey, I'm proud of you, what you're doing, if you need any help up here. Just that little thing to say I'm proud of you or you keep winning, they love that. That mm. keeps them motivated. Just the yeah. little things you tell them. They'll get motivated. Man, awesome questions, man. Okay. <laughs> hey, Coach, so what advice do you give to um, authors that want to be screenwriters? Because I know sometimes we can get in our own way. Um, yeah, that's one. You learned that from me. Get your own, get your, yeah. get yourself out your own way. You got to get yourself out your own way. Learn the process. Not gonna be overnight. Learn the process and invest in your business. 
I'm telling you, everything you do with screenwriting, you have to invest. You have to invest. Yeah. I tell people this, hey, if you want to win a lottery, you still got to pay a dollar or two dollars for the scratch ticket. You still got to invest. Yeah. You have to get yourself out your own way. You have to realize that you are a screenwriter once you take the class. You're no longer an author. And always remember, you can't, sometimes you can't be too detailed when it comes to a screenplay. For example, if I'm walking into the bathroom in a book, you might have, as he walks into the bathroom with his gold toilet, with a shower curtain rod that speaks out and spits fire with his um, glass through shower curtain, with his rod, with his, with his ceiling look like the sky, and with his marble floor, he goes and brushes teeth. We don't need all that in a doggone screenplay because who knows? We don't have, we got to find a gold toilet. The producer and director mm-hmm. got to find a gold toilet. That may take away the budget. You just walk into the bathroom and say, as he walks into the bathroom, grabs his toothpaste, and looks in the mirror. Boom, that's it. Also, yeah. too many doggone sex scenes. Now, one sex scene is good enough. We know after the first sex scene, we know how Jamal Keisha can get down. We don't need nine hmm. sex scenes every time they, you know, Jamal got shot in the arm and he's having sex with one arm. Come on now. Two minute sex hmm. scenes. You don't need but one. You only have a yeah. 90 minutes because remember, each each page of a screenplay is worth one minute. And I tell people, you had to condense your book. If you had a 335-page <laughs> book, you had to condense that sucker to about 90 to 100 pages. So all that filter would not make the screenplay. That's yeah. the difference. That's the that's the biggest thing that authors and I trained them and they were like, you're right, coach. Have to get through is that condensing your book to 90 to 100 pages. Don't come to me telling me that I have a three book trilogy and I want to write three screenplays. Ain't no way in the hell somebody gonna write read one screenplay, let alone three. It's hard for people to read one, let alone three. No, just deal with one, yeah. get out of the way and see if that sells or get to get produced. If you need to put three stories in one screenplay, you're going to dilute the whole entire trilogy because you only need about 90 pages. And if you've got a 250-page book out of the 250-page book on each series, oh, your whole story going to be diluted. So that's why yeah. I tell all that's why the book how to get yourself out your yeah. own way. Yeah. That's how some of the books look different. than They'd be like, I remember that in the movie. You know, that's why, you know, that's a little secret in screenwriting that people don't understand. Now, my next question is, how many of your students went on to do bigger things? I know you got a bunch well, of success stories. We got a bunch of Jesus. I mean, we got one that's working, that I'm working with, that all the work with, that we got an $85 million budget for two movies that Denzel mm-hmm. Washington and John Travolta is just going to be in. We're about to start shooting both of them shortly. It's a lot of them. And I tell a lot of my students, just went out there and did their own thing. Some got screenplay sold. I got a couple of people that wrote an 18-page, well, I said 18-minute, 22-minute pilot. and got paid $15,000 just to do the pilot. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, it's just being committed, knowing your why, and staying the course. Most of them doing it. Most of them are being successful with it. Um and I'm happy that most of my students are taking advantage of the course and making money from it, making money and getting results. Just did one for a client, um, the dude from Juice, Raheem. Um, he loved the pitch deck, and now he want to move forward with the person's screenplay because I send the query letter over. That's another thing most people yeah. do not know how to do is effectively send a query letter to people that's in the business because a query letter – is your one foot in, if you don't know anybody, your career letter helps you. Yeah. Now I got another question for you. What's the quickest screenplay you've written? If it's an 80, 90-page screenplay, I think I did one. I had to do one in about a week. No, 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 no. I take that back. I did one in two and a half days, and that is the movie that we got $85 million from. 14 knots. We had to do that in two and a half days. We had no outline. We had nothing. 
And we rushed that sucker, and we did it so well that they loved it. And we were like, huh? Yes, because they needed a screenplay to move forward and get the contract and get the funding. So we had to do it in two and a half days. We had a deadline, and they loved it. So when we went back to do the revisions, we had to do too many revisions. And I just did the outline. Usually when you do a screenplay, you do the outline first sometimes and then do the script. So we had to do the outline later because I had to, I had to get, we got a guy that's doing the music. And I had to give him the, the outline for the music outline mm-hmm. because if he didn't want the music, he wouldn't get no outline. He wouldn't do no dang old outline. But, yeah, two and a half days, an action movie. And that, that, I, yeah, two and a half days. Yeah. Congratulations on that project. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. on that project. Now, my next question is, I know you got a podcast also. And what is your show I about? Do. What is your podcast? About? Well, the sh- thank you. Plug time. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Um, yes, I do have a podcast. It's called Lunchtime with Coach John. It comes on right after the Young and the Restless. Yes. Yes, I have critically acclaimed that my show comes on right after the Young and the Restless, 1.30 Eastern Standard Time, right after the Young Once the Young and the Restless goes off the air, I'm on the air, live. Mm-hmm. The show is basically just laid back, but it's mostly con- um, catering to screenwriters, authors, filmmakers, actors, actresses, anybody that wants to come on the show and be a guest to get themselves over, that's what my show is about. And okay. I do have a special guest. Awesome. So it's Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I won't be on Friday because I will have to speak. Another shameless plug. I will have to speak, do a presentation as a guest speaker in Indianapolis, Indiana, which is called the iWrite. If you know anybody in Indianapolis, Indiana that wants to attend, wants to know about screenwriting, I'm going to be the, the main headline speaker in Indianapolis, Indiana. Shameless plug. Shameless plug again. Shameless plug. Okay. So, so, so what's you next for Coach John? Man, um, <laughs> everything. I'm going to Atlanta um, on May 2nd through the 6th to talk about the podcast and um, mm. the seven-day boot camp challenge that you graduated from. It's going to probably be live. Okay. The seven-day boot camp okay. challenge. People are afraid to dare to take the seven-day boot camp challenge. But that's what's going on. And plus, you know, the movies, you know, 14 Nights, we're shooting that in Greece and Morocco. And then back to Atlanta, do shooting the um, the horror movies, the sessions. All Both movies are going to be um, in the national movie theaters on, on IMAX. The first one should be coming mm-hmm. out on Halloween. And then the next one coming out right during the holidays. And um, other things, Real Dudes, my TV show coming out, um, going to production of that, thank you, this summer. And a lot of other things, man, just trying to build the academy, you know, helping you guys out. Also with the podcast, you know, big things and appearing on other people's podcasts and taking over their podcasts. That's what I like to do. I love being on people's podcasts. You know, one thing about me, I'm not going to be shy. I'm not an introvert. Hey, I'm just going to speak it. Whether I am live in person, I'm over the phone. I am going to be live because that's the thing. You need to be live. You need to spark up because you got people to be on shows. I don't dare. Uh, I was, uh, I started <laughs> writing at five years old, and, 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 now, I'm about to admit, man, you had that little girl on your show the other day, and she was very, very articulate, man. How old was she? I can't remember. She's eight, um, she's eight years old. Eight years old. Business savvy and everything. You know, of course, she you know, the parents had to, you know, got her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got her own little business. She wrote a book. Um, she explained why she wrote her book. She started writing at the age of five. And I'm like, yo, this little girl got a business, you know? So it's, it's never too and her early. Book is it's never the, too late. And her book's in the country of Kenya. Mm. Like, I ain't talking about Kenya Johnson from across the street. I'm talking about the country of Kenya. <laughs> she, 
her book is in King. Yeah. Not King and Date that stands on the corner. No. So I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well. Any more you know, questions Coach, for me? Talk, you got any more questions? Yeah. Well, you know, we coming to the end of the show. And, you know, oh, I can man. talk to you all day, you know. And, oh, yeah. So I want to give him kudos for something. Um, Joe, okay. Um, Joe, Coach John had did the first screenwriter Academy Awards. And there were so many people that uh, showed up to the awards show. I got me two. I think I got two, like two awards or something out of there. I can't remember. I got them on my thing. Um, and he said that, you know, there was no awards for screenwriters. So he created his own. He had a bunch of people show up, you know. We did it all virtual, but you could see the rooms were full. You know, and I wanted to give him a shout out for that because he gave a bunch of screenwriters an opportunity to be recognized for the things that they are doing and the things that they want to do, and it also motivated them. So, Coach, what are you, some of your contact information? How can people reach out to you if they want to join the academy? You can reach me on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can also email me at Coach John Screenwriter Academy at gmail dot com. Or bump it, just give me a call or text me, 757-805-4030. The reason why I give the number out is because I want you to have a personal relationship with me if you join the class. That way you can reach out to me if you have any problems with your homework or anything like that. So, again, my number is 757-805-4030. Four zero three zero. You can reach out and text me at any time. Now, if you call me at, at three o'clock in the morning, I might text you back like six or seven o'clock in the morning. But that's fine. Still reach out to me. Yeah. And just remember, he'll be leaving the country soon too. So, you know. Reach out and, and also and just congratulations you know, again. Take, thank you so much. And if you want to take the class, I am now doing an online training training video module courses where your homework will still be personally reviewed, recorded, videoed, and sent back to you. So whenever you finish the first module, I will send your homework along with the second module, and you will still have access to call me, whatever, to talk to me. And that course is for people that want to learn and graduate at the own pace. Yeah. And don't trust me, he checks that homework. So I think you're going to get over it. Sure do. Sure do. <laughs> I yeah. tried to get out of one of the projects. <laughs> What's your project? Like, hey, I, I hold you accountable. You said, where's your project? <laughs> I hold you accountable. But, yeah, he's got having to bring it in. But now, because now you're trying to get out of that home, now you're getting hired for other projects and other genres. That's what the whole purpose is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it makes yeah. sense. Once you graduate, everything makes sense. It make it seems a little chaotic at first, you know. But once mm-hmm. you graduate, you'll see. Once them query letters go out and people say, "All right, send me this, send me that, send me this, send me that," his academy sets up for you to get into the next step with a lot of people, and you won't believe it until it happens. And like I said, after Absolutely. I paid that course, when I graduated, no lie, the very next week. I got hired for a project, and it paid me the amount of money that I paid for that class. And I couldn't believe it. And I sent them a screenshot of it and sent them the yep. production company that sent me the um the thing. And I just wrote something else for somebody else, you know. And he, he definitely teaches you how to make money. And you got to get out of your own way if you're an author. You know, write for other people. Stop writing for yourself because writing for yourself is going to only put you on Amazon. That's it. That's all writing is going to do is put you on Amazon. Yeah. You know? But when you write yeah. for somebody else, when you go write for somebody else, they're going to pay you for your time. And he teaches you how to pay, charge people to pay them, to pay you for your time. You and know? let me say so. this before, you, before I get kicked off. And that producer mm-hmm. that you write for, you got a connection with him now that he may say, okay, let me take a look at that project that you kind of written for, that, that you wrote, 
and let's see what we can do about mm-hmm. that project because now you got a relationship with that producer now. Yep. Yep. I had that happen. The Lounge. I wrote a uh, um, screenplay called The Lounge, and the producer said the same exact thing that he said, and I couldn't believe it. He said, let me see that project. He said, maybe I you know, might invest in it. You know, it's not saying he will, but he said exactly what Coach John just said. He said, let me see that project, you know, because sometimes they don't have projects. So they're looking to spend money because some of them got to spend the money. You know, I'm supposed to be going out to deal with a a company out in um, ATL called Emerge Studios. And, you know, he actually come on as one of the writers, you know. So he, he definitely teaches you. Trust me, that money, money is worth made. Money spending it is in this business. Yep. yep. You got to invest in yourself first. But listen, like I said, I could talk to you all day, Coach. But we came to the end of the show. I appreciate you coming on, and we definitely going to bring you on. I might even try to reach out to you while you're in Greece when you want to set or something. Well, later on, try you, you know, so you could tell us how the project is going. Because you're going to be out with to um, Denzel and um, John Tavolta and all of them. So that will definitely be a great look for the show. And I appreciate you again. No problem. I appreciate being on this show, and I thank you. And uh, I hope that my – I know you got good ratings. I hope my show bring you even awesome ratings, you know, and all that good stuff. I ain't going to hold you up and take over the show. But um, I thank you guys for bringing me on the show. I took over the show. I don't know if I took over the show. I just want to say thank That's you fine. for bringing me on the show. That's fine. That's fine? You can oh, come I and took take over your yeah. show. That's right. <laughs> That's yeah, right. you can come I back took, I told and you take over I again. I told you I come correct. Thank you, ma'am. And thank right. you to the other guy that was up there. We thank you. Yeah, yeah. The show was all about you, yeah. sir. Yeah. So you didn't take over anything. It was all about you. I know. So it was, I know it was all about me. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for real. Thank you guys. You have a good night. Good night. Y'all have a good one now. Thank you. Talk to you guys later. Okay. All right. All right. Talk to you later. Okay, and everybody. All right. Yes, All right. we want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show. And um please uh stay tuned to our for our next episode. Good night everybody. Good night, good night. guys.